Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Let's talk about dupes. Um, Dupe culture is a huge, huge thing, especially within the past few years. It's become like really, really big. Um, And as a marketer, but also as a consumer who has bought dupes of things in the past, and it's not a secret. I I don't think that's weird. I know it's very polarizing and controversial. um, And I think a lot of people wouldn't expect me to buy dupes, especially being somebody who is a brand builder and also a... Uh, creative, but I'm going to tell you a question that I ask myself, which will determine whether or not I invest in the OG or I buy the dupe. Um, and also I want to talk about like why dupes are actually a really positive thing for marketing. Um, so dupe culture exists in every industry, but it is the most popular. It generates the most amount of income in like the fashion and beauty spaces. Um, and generally in those areas, the dupes are, are even like more reliable than like, let's say the tech space, for example. Um, so what I've noticed is when it comes to the beauty space, nobody has a problem with dupes. You know, Charlotte Tilbury comes out with a flawless filter for $40. You're basically paying for packaging and the, the celebrity makeup artist's name on, on the brand, right? Um, product is like, okay, I've tried it myself. It's like, it's fine, but there are definitely caveats to it that I don't really love. The packaging is not the most user-friendly thing in the world. The uh, product like is very oily. It creates a lot of texture on my skin personally. So it wasn't my favorite thing to use. Elf came out with a $14 version of very similar concept. And I bought that and I like it so much better. And it's really not just the fact that like I'm saving, you know, $26. It's also the fact that like the product works better on my skin. Um, so that's kind of a a very popular way of buying dupes in the beauty space. Also, the reason why there's a ton more dupes in beauty and skincare and makeup and things like that is because they all kind of have access to the same ingredients. Also, that's why you see a lot of the times um, a, let's say, a luxury makeup label release a product and like literally two, three months later, uh, a 
Elf Cosmetics or, you know, ColourPop or something of that nature releases like a quote unquote dupe version. And that's because information gets leaked around. They all have access to very similar ingredients. A lot of them make stuff in the same factories. A lot of the times the dupes are even used as marketing because some of these companies, a lot of these companies are owned by the same conglomerate parent company. Um, And so they're like creating dupes of each other for the sake of, of sales and, and marketing, which I don't think a lot of people realize. But regardless, there's a lot of positivity about dupe culture in the beauty space. Nobody thinks that's weird if you buy a dupe of a luxury beauty product, okay? However, in the fashion space, there's a different conversation because if you buy a dupe, and I think, I mean, there are caveats, right? But if you buy a dupe in the luxury fashion space, um, it's very polarizing. Either people are like, yeah, I don't see the problem. Or um, there's this sense that you're violating the artist and you are contributing to plagiarism of design. And which is not wrong. That's exactly what it is. It's true. I agree with that. Like that's, it's, you know, there's a company that creates almost an identical version of that bag, if not the exact identical version on like, let's say a DH gate and you buy it like, you don't know where that bag is produced. It could be produced by the same factory. It could be a sample. We don't know. But the default is that, well, it's a copy. And like, this is a luxury designer house with, you know, artists who are creating this. And there's, yeah, there's that definitely that view that it violates the creativity of the designer and the artist um, producing the piece. And so there's a lot more negativity around buying dupes in the fashion space. Um, for me personally, I, where I think the violations happen is when it comes to a small business, if it's, um, you know, and we've seen this, like, you know, allegedly Danielle Bernstein stealing designs from small businesses and then creating very similar products for her own clothing label. I think that's wrong. Okay. Um, or fashion Nova, you know, stealing something from a, a, graphic designers, merch company. I think that's wrong as well. That's like, you know, just buy from the small business. However, when it comes to a label like Chanel or Louis Vuitton or um, Off-White, you know, Dior, I think there's a question that you need to ask yourself when you're buying a luxury item. And that question is, am I buying this for clout? And there's nothing wrong if the answer is yes. I think that's the other piece that people are like, <laughs> yeah, luxury things need to only be bought if it's an investment piece. It's like do you, most of the time people buy a $500 shirt from Balenciaga, not because it's that much better of a t-shirt than any other one, but because it gives certain clout that buying a regular t-shirt from Hanes doesn't. Okay. So ask yourself, am I buying this for the clout? If the answer is yes, follow-up question, can I afford to invest in clout? Slash, am I willing? Because some people can't afford it, but they're willing to like go into debt for it, which, you know, I'm not going to judge you. You do whatever the hell you want to do. But that's, that should be like the first question. Am I buying this for clout? For me personally, as somebody who has bought dupes in the luxury fashion space before, My answer to, am I buying this for clout is, well, I'm just going to buy the dupe. I'm not spending $1,500 on sneakers. 
girl, I'm getting the dupe. Um, and it's not that hard to get a high quality dupe that people literally cannot tell the difference if that's what you're worried about, you know? Um, I understand, you know, the, the passionate people about, you know, the artistry of fashion freaking out over buying dupes. And I agree when it comes to small businesses, but when it comes to large labels, like any of Caring's labels, LVMH, you know, all of these companies, like you realize that you walking around with a dupe of their item still creates marketing for them. That's why these dupes exist. They let these dupes exist. And I've actually heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true. I don't know. Okay. But allegedly, there are factories on DHgate selling dupes that are factories that produce the original items for these designer labels. And they're either selling like um, slightly defected product samples or um, overstock of things on DHgate because a while back, Burberry actually got into some serious... uh, hot water because they were burning like defected samples and overstock of things which is was creating environmental issues obviously coach got into some similar issues as well when people found out that they were just like dumping product into dumpsters um so it could be i don't know i i mean it makes sense like it could be easier for them to just like sell it on dhgate and sell it as if it's a dupe but you're you may be buying an originally produced thing. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't really see any issues with buying dupes in the luxury fashion space of, of, of huge conglomerate labels. Do whatever the hell you want. This is coming from somebody who worked in the fashion industry. Like also please note, this is the other thing that I can confirm having worked in the industry. Most people that you see with luxury items are wearing the dupe. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Most celebrities, okay, um, people who work in the industry, you think they can afford that shit? Especially if, let's say, you're working for a label and you're living in New York. Girl, how are you able to afford uh, buying a a $5,000, $10,000 bag? You don't. So you go buy the dupe. Um, But, yeah, I think that it all starts with, am I buying this for clout? And I think that actually, like, being really self-aware with yourself and answering that question can also if help you curb some of that spending um, as well. Because you're like, oh, well, if I'm buying this for clout, like, you know, it's not making, like, any real impact on my life. It's just making me look cool. Like, there's no reason I really need that thing, right? Where it doesn't really add that much value to my life. So... As a consumer, I'm all for dupes. Also, as a marketer, I'm all for dupes. It's free marketing for the for the company. So why not? Um, But yeah, curious what you think about dupes. This was just like I just had a thought about this. Um, I was like, we should make an episode about it. But let me know your thoughts about dupes as well. If you've ever bought dupes or. Um, if you are somebody who's very anti-dupe, I'm just like curious to talk about this. Um, so hopefully this was an enjoyable episode. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.